0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and the title of today's show, well, not sure exactly what I'm going to call today's show. It was kind of unplanned. It was kind of last minute. You know, when I'm planning for other shows sometimes, one of the things I do is I'll check to see how many people are listening to the podcasts that are already out and seeing which ones they seem to be taking to the most. And it's kind of how I sometimes will gauge what people need, but not always. I mean, most of what I do here at Innocence Redeemed is spirit-led. I do what the Lord puts on my heart to talk about. But I noticed a pattern with the Halloween podcast. And what I noticed was, when I put it up last year, I noticed that even though it was out a week before Halloween, it didn't get many listens until after Halloween. And if I didn't know any better, It's almost like it demonstrates that people are not listening to it for the fact that they want to participate and they know that it's going to give conviction as to whether they should or not. Ladies and gentlemen, to those of you who know now, most of my listeners, you know or have listened or are aware yourselves because many of you have reached out to me behind the scenes and have emailed me and. You know, given good support as to uh, the topic of that podcast and not engaging in witchcraft and other evil. But this message today is going to be more for those who need to hear it, those who think they can see something and think, well, I'll just pretend I didn't see that so that I can take part and do what I want. As with any sin, As with anything you do, anything you think, anything you say, the Lord knows the moment you see something and choose to do it anyway. He's putting the warning and the stop sign in front of you, and you're choosing to roll right through it. You know, he is the cornerstone. And 1 Peter 2, verse 8, And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient whereunto also they were appointed. Just because you see something and don't listen to it, he knows in that very moment what your thought was, if you indeed thought, oh, I saw that and I'm going to pretend I didn't see it because I'm going to take my kids trick-or-treating. Is it not obvious the times we live in? This isn't just about Halloween. This is about anything as it pertains to overstepping the Lord's boundaries. And that's going to be crucial in the times we're going into, let me just tell you right now. You can pretend you didn't see a title which says, Christians should not celebrate Halloween or Halloween and Christians or, you know, anything like that. But if you saw it, and then you choose to go do it anyway, even if you didn't listen to it, the fact remains, the Lord knows that you saw it, and he knows what you were thinking in that very moment and what your intentions were. Jeremiah 17.10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. That means he knows your thoughts. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what we all want to do. Even if you don't say it, even if you may not say anything out loud, even if you may not agree, you might think that, oh, Ray's ridiculous because he put this out. He's one of these perfectionists. No, that's not true at all. If you would actually would have listened, I made a very compelling point on why Christians should not celebrate. Such an evil holiday or take part in it. People think that when I say celebrate, that means they're dancing around dressed up like witches uh, around a bonfire going oh, 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 and beating drums and stuff. It's like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ramifications it has and the influence it has on children, especially spiritually. You know, a few days ago, I can't remember, I was doing something around my house and, um, I got to thinking, I don't know where it it just came up in my spirit, like people who are not paying attention to the warnings, they're essentially committing adultery on the Lord. And one of God's commandments in Exodus 20 is we are not to commit adultery. And I thought it was only me having this because I had brought it to prayer. But then after prayer, it was the strangest thing. I logged into my email for Innocence Redeemed and a listener named Sister Regina sent me an email. And she was just thanking me for the podcast on Halloween, but she said, Ray, I wanted to share my experience with you. A little backstory about seven years ago, because I was not truly taught the things of God, like a lot of Christians, I was putting out a pumpkin and other decorations for Halloween. I literally heard in my spirit Why do my people insist on cheating on me and breaking my heart? I stopped dead in my tracks and said, Lord, how am I cheating on you? He literally downloaded in my spirit a vision of me with my husband and how I was so in love and faithful to him except for a few days out of the month of October when I would get excited about seeing my quote-unquote ex. And spend a few days doing all kinds of despicable acts with my ex, and then coming back to my husband and acting as if nothing had happened. And telling my husband how much I loved and adored him. And I don't believe that she actually did this. I think that that's what the Lord was showing her. Like that would That's what it would be like. But Sister Regina continues on. This is exactly what we do as Christians when we partake in any activities related to Halloween. I was told by the Lord to research it and its history and it is so awful and demonic. Being of Celtic descent, I was appalled to learn about this pagan Celtic festival of Samhain and its traditions, if I'm saying that right. And Christians stupidly and blindly continue this tradition because they do not know better, or they think it's quote-unquote harmless, and it's quote-unquote just for fun and for the kids. Whenever a Christian participates in anything related to this holiday, it breaks the Lord's heart we as his bride are literally, quote-unquote, cheating on him and going back to have, quote-unquote, fun with our, quote-unquote, ex, which, in parentheses, she put Satan for a few days, and she's right. All the while claiming to love our Lord. If I'm married and I tell my husband that I truly love him, how on earth can I even consider having a, quote-unquote, fling with my ex for a few days every year, and not expect him to be hurt and upset. Well, you wouldn't. And if someone did that to me, they'd be out that door real quick. let me just put it that way, but going on in the email. I don't know why Christians can't understand this. And yes, I have even brought this up with family and friends. And yet again, they think I am crazy and that God understands. It is just for fun and for the kids. But it's not. I literally felt his pain and heartbreak of having his people engage in activities with their ex. The times we are in, no true Christian should be involved with any of these activities. I even see churches having Halloween parties, and it just makes me sick. And by the way, I just want to interject here. You know, I've received emails or um, what are called devotionals daily, and a few times it had Halloween content on them. And I don't know if somebody said something. But I've noticed they've stopped. But you know, she's right. I even see churches having Halloween parties, and it just makes me sick. There was another listener who on my Podbean even left a comment saying that they were having a quote-unquote fall festival. And I said, yeah, they're renaming it Fall Festivals because they don't want to call it what it is. And she said it was on October 31st. And I said, well, you know, it would be one thing if it was apple cider and cookies and it was just, you know... People having conversations and, you know, just fall leaves and stuff like that. But the fact that they're doing it on Halloween, I mean, come on. But, you know, to go back to the email, Sister Regina says, The church in America is just gone. It breaks my heart. So when you put out this podcast, I was like, finally, someone is bringing up this subject and warning about it. I was overjoyed that you brought this up. With much love from a sister in Christ, Regina. You know, Sister Regina brings up some very good points, and there's some verses we need to remember, and throughout what I'm about to present, I'm going to read from the King James Translation, but for this one verse in particular, I'm going to quote from the New Living Translation, and that is 2 Timothy 2 verse 19, but God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription, the Lord knows Those who are his and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are taking part in pagan holidays, or if you are taking part in evil, that's not turning away from evil. You're going along with it. You're condoning it. Remember, Jesus said, Matthew 12, verse 30, He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Scattereth abroad. Think about that. I want you to think about that for a moment, guys. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Let's look at another translation of that. Let's look at the New Living Translation on that and see what that says. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. That's putting it in plain English. That means if you're not with the Lord and think that you are, but then choose to take part in abominations, you're cheating on him. And you're not only engaged in the sin of adultery, but you're seeking your direction from the world. You're seeking the world's ways. That's what you love. You love that more than you love him. And you know, on another point, Isaiah 5 verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. When you celebrate a holiday like Halloween, you're essentially calling evil good, if you think about it. And on top of that, you are condoning and teaching others that it's okay. Specifically, children, when it comes to holidays like Halloween, which I don't even consider a holiday. I mean, it's not even like Thanksgiving or Christmas. That's another thing people are confused about Christmas. We'll get into that if we if we're still here come December, but you know, how materialistic it is. People don't even think about Jesus most of the time. You know, but going back to that, if you're condoning or teaching children or others that evil, celebrations of evil are okay, you're gathering rotten fruit. And you're distributing it to the most vulnerable. You're scattering abroad. Remember, a person is known by their fruits. And speaking of gathering, when Jesus spoke of gathering, he made that very point in a parable. When you take a look at Matthew 7, verse 16, ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? So ladies and gentlemen, there again is the reference to gathering. Now, if you move forward to verse 17, In Matthew 7, Jesus continued to say, Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. So let me ask everybody who thinks that celebrating Halloween is okay and that I'm just being self righteous why would you want to feed yourself, much less your children, evil or rotten fruit? You know, if you went to the supermarket and you got some rotten pears or apples, You wouldn't be biting into that. It wouldn't be very tasty. And you certainly wouldn't give it to your neighbor and say, look, I picked these fresh apples for you. No, you wouldn't give it to your kids as an after-school snack. So then why would you spread evil to others? Why would you condone it? Jesus said in Matthew 18, verses 6 through 7, But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. You know, in other words, woe to the man who condones and spreads the sin. You know, you're not being helpful by gathering people to the Lord, but instead, are taking part in the scattering them abroad into the worldly. And in that light, you could say that you're not bearing ripe fruit that's ready for a harvest. And what happens to figs and thistles that don't bear good fruit? You know, when you have a dead tree, or let's say that there's several limbs or branches that are overgrown or they're dying, because in a lot of places there's a drought right now, you're going to cut those branches off, do you not? Well, if you don't pay someone to haul it off, in most cases, at least here out west in the United States, we burn them in fire pits outside come winter or in the fireplace. In the same way, Jesus said, and this is quoting Matthew seven nineteen, Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to be the tree that bears bad fruit. You want to show others what it is to walk uprightly with integrity. We're told to be a light. We're told to lead by example. And it doesn't matter if it's just Halloween or any other day. That is a consistent way that we're supposed to be. Ladies and gentlemen, this is important because we're in a time now where we don't know, frankly, how long some of us have. And like Sister Regina said in her email, we want to be faithful to our groom. And these are things we need to think about. We need to think about our actions. We need to consider our ways. And I've talked about this many, many times. Just by playing avoidance doesn't mean you get an excuse for ignorance. You don't get to claim ignorance. That's not going to work. The Lord already knows. Once you saw something like that, or you saw that article, it doesn't even have to be my stuff. It could be anybody's. You know? You know, I've said before, you don't get to omit from the word what you don't like. The word and its purpose is to teach us the right ways and correct us when we're wrong. And I don't have that verse in front of me, but that's actually a biblical verse in the word. You know, we need to be living for Jesus. We need to do what's pleasing to God. You know, we want to get caught up in when we're getting out of here and You know, are we going to escape these horrible things? Well, that's going to depend on if we're ready, if we're being faithful, if we're living for the Lord, if we are teaching, especially the little ones, what is right and what is wrong and the difference between the two. And in a time of spiritual battles, guys, we should not be engaging in anything that is not of the Lord. Halloween specifically, as that's this weekend. Or, what is it, Monday? What's today? Today Today's Friday. Yeah, it's on Monday. Guys, we don't want to be losing our salt. We do not want to be losing our salt. We want to be doing the best we can, running the race, and occupying until Jesus returns. If we die in war or famine or whatever, well, then at least we did the best we could and you know, we're ready to go home. We know where we're going to go. That's, the, that's having faith. We know where we're going to go. But if we're taking part in contradictory actions that are opposite of what the word teaches, which I've gone over many times, um, we risk being left here for a refining. And I've talked about the unconventional refining before, you know, based on that very point. On June 1st, 2020, Glinda Lomax of Just Praise Him Today got a word from the Lord. And what does the word read? Well, it's called I Will Have a Refined Bride. My precious children, all is not well in your world, as you know. And what you see now is a preview of the chaos and violence yet to come. If you heed my warnings, and obey what i say you will suffer very little but if you go on as you have without obeying the time you have left on the earth will be grievous indeed choose wisely it is not my will that you suffer but you live in the time of my refining and i will have a refined bride and then we quote ephesians 5:27 that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 8, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about, with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, and that's where we are today, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not resisted unto blood striving against sin, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise thou not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. So in other words, he's going to refine those who belong to him. Because he does not want to throw people into hell. He wants all to be saved. That's why he's patient for our sakes. That's why he's patient for all of us. And me putting this out today, this is a warning. And Glinda went on in that message, and uh, she quoted Leviticus 26, 20 through 28, and Isaiah 18, 1 through 6. And Jeremiah seven thirty through 33, and I'm not going to read all those, but you get the hint by what I've given you today. Ladies and gentlemen, gathereth with the Lord, do not scattereth abroad, because we have to run this race, and we want to reap the rewards, because we're going to have to give an account for everything that we have done down here, good or bad, and what are the rewards that the Lord's going to give us. Stay tuned as I will be presenting that relatively shortly. One last verse as it pertains. First Peter 1, verse 16. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. He wants to see as much in us of him as can be. Are we perfect? No, but we need to stop leaning on that as a crutch and put the word into practice. And that said, that's all I've got on that. Jesus bless you, everyone. Have a great week.